0: I mean, that's the point, Nick, is that people people hear about this and it's talked about in the pub and, 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 you know, on the touchline watching Johnny play football on a Saturday and people are talking about this. And for most investors, they kind of say, well, I've heard of this, but I don't really understand it. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people a broader understanding of how it works, of what the risks are of how not to be defrauded if you get involved in this. And that's why on the 26th of April next week at 2 p.m., you know, we've got an an online seminar. If you want to be part of this, there's no commitment to it at all, but if you want to try and find out a little bit more about this world, please click the link after this video. Come and join us next Tuesday, because we're trying to hold people's hands, you know, through what looks like a maze to most people, but actually there are some ways through
1: hello and welcome to the fortune and freedom podcast where nigel farage and Nikolai hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance investing and politics we hope you sit back and enjoy this episode Hello and welcome to This Week in Review with Nigel Farage. Nigel, let's start with a story that you said last week was very much underappreciated by the British investment public and that was the, the French presidential debate. Can you take us through what ended up happening?
0: Yeah, because in 2017, Maureen did terribly in the debate and, and, and you know, she's sort of collapsed down to 35% of the vote when we all thought she'd get 42 or 43. Uh, this time around, it's different. She's performed much better in the debate Uh, But she hasn't managed to crush Macron. Um, And so I think that the polls are probably right uh, that he's going to win, I don't know, 53, 47 or whatever. I mean, still, you know, (laughs) it's a remarkably close result that's coming uh, for what is a presidential election, you know, in a major European country and an EU founder, uh, you know, and, and kind of here we have the barbarians, Uh, very much at the gates. So they'll, you know, if we get the result, I think it's going to happen, there'll be a sort of collective sigh of relief in Brussels and from George Soros and all the globalists, but uh, uh, they should be in no doubt uh, that the peasants are
1: revolting. I'm not so sure I would want to win this presidential election, given what's going on in the economy. I think there was a a French journalist who said it's it's a a question of do they fear Le Pen more or do they hate Macron more? And I think that summed it up for me. Let's move on, though, to to the real story, which we wanted to cover, which is not so much the price action in Bitcoin, but the community action that's taking place. And we had the Bitcoin 2022 conference with PayPal founder Peter Thiel, making some very interesting comments that you wanted to discuss.
0: Yeah, so Miami was the the center for this big bitcoin conference probably the biggest the world's ever seen why miami well i tell you why miami because the mayor suarez who i met last year wants miami to become the first all bitcoin all crypto city so that you know you can go to starbucks and just sort of swipe a card and pay with a tiny fraction of a bitcoin or an ether to buy your coffee Uh, and he is utterly determined that that's where miami is going Um, and it's a theme that we've covered You know, whatever the FT say or the Bank of England, and they warn you it's all going to be worthless. The fact is, across America, uh, cryptocurrency is now in wholesale widespread usage. What was really interesting was that Peter Thiel, who's been a friend of mine for over 10 years, you know, one of the great West Coast innovators, you know, the founder of PayPal, and he was on the ball of Facebook. And I mean, this is one of the really big dudes. Um, in this whole new world that's emerged in the last 20 years. And a very, Peter's a very calm, uh, very considered, very thoughtful. I I would actually say slightly understated. You know, he's not Elon Musk, you know. Um, And for him to get up at that conference and say the things that he said, and for it to get as little exposure as it did, is why we want to share it with our audience here. Basically, Peter said, the warren buffets and all these people you know are basically dinosaurs um but he also pointed out even though they publicly have been condemning the crypto world privately they are beginning to invest in it And i think that's the point that really came across so number one absolutely slated the existing financial services community and it's the jamie diamonds it's all these people um and, and just said look guys this is happening um And just the way that he did it, I thought was very dramatic and very interesting. And secondly, and look, you can take it or leave it, right? And you can say, ah, well, you know, Teal's long to the gazooks of crypto, so he would say this, but he basically said he thinks in the next years to, and I don't mean the next fortnight, guys, but in the the next years to come, it could multiply in price a hundredfold. Now, you know, we are not here um, advocating uh, that what Teal says is correct, um, but we have been saying, that its widespread adoption and usage uh, combined with, without a doubt, falling trust in fiat money, um, as we see the results of huge money printing, feeding through into inflation and the cost of living, you know, leads us to believe that it is sensible for investors to have some exposure to this. Now, you know, I've, I've tried to put that as you know, it's high risk, it's unregulated, I get all of that, but that's been our position, Nick, You know, for over a year. Um, And I just think when somebody of the import status, stature of Peter Thiel says these things at a big conference, and when mainstream media literally refused to cover the comments this man has made, given that he's got so much right, I think he's worth about $20 billion. I mean, it may not sound much to some, I don't know. But, you know, I just think think it's something I wanted to flag uh, to our people.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna add some meat to that structure. He called Warren Buffett a sociopathic grandpa and enemy number one. He called Jamie Dimon of JP Morgan Chase and Larry Fink, uh, part of a finance gerontocracy, which is a a state that is controlled by an an elderly group. Um, So it is out of date. And I think that's the key point that, that he was making. And I think also that we make is that there's this legacy financial system that is out of date, hasn't served its customers well. And then there's this new system. Now you and I both think there's lots of potential in this new system. We're not completely convinced that it's gonna take over the world and destroy the 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 gerontocracy, but we think it, it's worth taking the time to learn about to understand. And and well, there mean, is a good chance.
0: Point. I mean, that's the point, Nick, is that people people hear about this and it's talked about in the pub and 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 you know. On the touchline watching johnny play football on a saturday and people are talking about this and for most investors they kind of say well i've heard of this but i don't really understand it and so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people a broader understanding of how it works of what the risks are of how not to be defrauded if you get involved in this and that's why on the 26th of april next week at 2 p.m you know we've got an, we've got an online seminar if you want to be part of this there's no commitment to it at all but you want to try and find out a little bit more about this world please click the link after this video come and join us next tuesday because we're trying to hold people's hands you know through what looks like a maze to most people but actually there are some ways through there are some ways or i should say given that it's a maze there are some ways out uh, that will give you a clearer understanding of what's really going on i think it's really important
1: Yeah, that event's called New Money, New Rules. And like Nigel says, there'll be a link at the end of this video. But the the part of that that I want to to really latch onto is the idea that there's lots of people who are really upset with a legacy financial system. It hasn't served them. But they're not not sure about this whole Bitcoin cryptocurrency thing. And I think those are the people that, that we should try and reach and that you are trying to reach in that event on Tuesday. And I want to read a quick quote from Teal. It's a movement and it's a political question whether this movement is going to succeed or whether the enemies of the movement are going to succeed in stopping us. And that's part of what this is about. It's that the financial system is trying to stop what, what yep. cryptocurrencies yep. have done and are doing because they know just how much of a threat it is to them. So for those of you out there who are thinking that you don't like the mainstream legacy financial system, but you're not so sure about cryptocurrencies, then new money, new rules is for you. So click on the link below. Um, there's one more point that Teal made that I wanna quickly dig into. And that was his mention of, of gold and Bitcoin And he suggested that Bitcoin's value could overtake gold's value, which would still be a huge surge um, in Bitcoin. But he pointed out that the same forces are driving both of those. What are those forces?
0: Inflation, uh, lack of trust in money and understanding that in the last two years, 28 percent of all dollars in circulation, 28 percent of all dollars that have ever been produced have been produced since 2020. You know, is it any wonder uh, that we've got inflation? Is it any wonder uh, that there is, you know, a lack of confidence um, in these currencies and in the way our governments manage them? So what you're looking at, really, are hedges. You're looking at hedges. Gold has been a traditional hedge, you know, for all of these things. Um, and by the way, I don't think anything Thiel has said is bearish for gold at all. So he's not being negative about gold. So it's the size and speed of adoption of cryptocurrency it's the accessibility of it on every one of these it's really easy peasy um and you you know uh, there's no i mean holding gold there are some downsides you've got to pay rent and insure all that sort of thing so as i say it's not negative about gold at all i don't think we change our stance on that one little bit it's just that this is something astonishing that is happening very very quickly and already, despite skepticism, despite lack of knowledge, there's at least 2 million Brits uh, that have been involved with cryptocurrency in some way. And what Teal is saying is within a few years, that's going to be 10 million. It's as simple
1: as that. Yeah, I think it's less of a, a dramatic leap than it used to be to say that the, you know, Bitcoin adoption was, was going to be a big thing. Um, just quickly mentioning, there is some warm-up content that goes out to people who sign up to that event on Tuesday now which is another reason to to click on that link. I've seen that warm-up material. It's very valuable and interesting, so I encourage you to sign up now. Nigel, thanks for joining us and to everyone at home, thanks for watching.